Hello. Bonjour. Guten Tag. Konnichiwa. And welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. This is episode two. Whoa, what a milestone. Thank you to those who uh, listened to the podcast last week. You know, first episode, didn't know what I was going to talk about, what weird stuff went. The beauty of having a weird podcast is it can go to some weird places. doesn't have to make sense a lot of the time, but we got there and... The weirdest thing about the podcast last week was the fact that I am a psychic. I can predict the future. The title of my podcast last week was, If you mess with animals, you're going to get killed. And what happened this week? A rugby player messed with an animal and he got killed. If by killed you mean bitten. not Didn't die. Still alive. But anyway, I predicted it. if you mess with animals, you're in trouble. And that's what happened. Uh, Welsh and Ospreys hooker, Scott Baldwin, was in South Africa with the team, with the Ospreys, to play a game against the Cheetahs. And he went for a wee team day out to Safari Park. And fair enough, you see lions, just look at them. Just enjoy them. They're beautiful, big beasts. But one thing you don't do is you don't mess with them. And he got up and close and personal with the lions. Thought, you know what? They are cute. I'll give them a wee stroke. He gave the lioness a stroke. That was fine. She was dead on with it. She was pretty cool. The main lion, the big dog, the big cat. Not so cool. He went to pat the big lion on the head. And it just went, meow. And bit him. Straight up, just right on the hand. Which, for a, a rugby player, uh, is not ideal. Because rugby is a sport in which you use your hands. You know, albeit it's somewhere in between the sort of tragedy of a footballer having his hand bit and a darts player. You know, if you're if you're a darts player, you need that hand. There's nothing more you need as a darts player other than eyes probably than your hand. Whereas if you're a footballer, hmm, just strap it up a little bit, you can play. But a rugby player, he, he's missing the game. So basically, there's positives and negatives to that. Obviously, his teammates... The fans, his coaching staff, are like, what a fucking dickhead. Like, why you do? Why are you out of the game? You've missed this. You you are a bell end. However, Scott himself, free holiday to South Africa. Hmm. Makes you think, would you do that? Would you take a bite in order to, you know, miss a rugby? I certainly would. I hate playing rugby towards the end of my playing career, not my life. Um, But I used to play rugby in school and... I was always better at rugby than I was at enjoying it. Like, there's guys who I'm mates with who would, they'll play rugby until they die. Like, they will, doesn't matter what it does to their health, they just do it. But I, I just did not enjoy it. And then I went back and I played again when I was like 26 for a couple of months and everything about it I just didn't like. The pain of being battered constantly. Like, I was a prop. Surprise, surprise. And I was just like having a car crash about 10 times during a game every scrum we did smash just too much and then the whole fitness thing mm -mm, don't fancy it and then the worst thing about playing rugby I think is whenever you are in the change rooms and guys are are like doing team talks and stuff they're like 
we're gonna go out there and we'll kill the guys. And then you're like, chill out, man. It's it's literally just a wee friendly game. You know, we're we're just we'll murder them. Yeah, like, nah, don't. Can you can you you stop that? And you're like looking at them, and these guys are smashing their heads off walls, taking all these like pre workout supplements to go and play a wee game of rugby at like the fourth tier level of local rugby. And I'm just like, I just want to go home and and go to bed. Thank you. So we go and play the game, and just not enjoy it at all. So if I was in South Africa and being forced to play rugby, I'd probably poke a line in the mouth. You know, take, lose a few fingers for a few days off. It'd be definitely worth it. Now Scott Baldwin, he he pushed for the weird celebrity of the week, but again, I don't think he's well known enough. I think he's now gonna be known as the guy that got bitten by the lion. But my weird celebrity of the week, it's Marlon Manson. Mm mm mm. That was actually supposed to be like a wee bit of a Marilyn Manson tune, like beautiful people, I think, but it just sounded super camp. It's Marilyn Manson. Mm-mm-mm. But, um, why is Marilyn Manson the weird celebrity of the week, I wonder? Hmm. Well, it could just be, because look at him, he's an odd dude. But no, this week he has gone over and above himself. Now, first of all, Marilyn Manson has a unique style. It's a stage presence. You know, it's a character it's a band. He is this like gothic, white faced, black haired, raspy rock star with like, I don't know how to describe his outfit. Like he's sort of like he has Nazi gimp chic, you know. Like he would bring, the, the kind of cute style of the Nazis. Like say what you want about the Nazis, they knew how to dress, for sure they did, do you know, and mix that with, like. Sex Emporium gimp wear, and you have what Marilyn Manson would wear. Now, that's all cool and dandy and fine in the garden, up to a point. Like, Marilyn Manson's like 50 and still be wearing that. It, it's strange, you know, very weird. Like, his body, he kind of had like a like a wee androgynous thing going on. Like, he was he, he moves really strange, and when he wore this like gimpy Nazi outfits that kind of look cool when he was like 30. But now he's 50, it's 20 years later or so. It's not a sweet, it's weird. He's got dad bod, you know, just the wee chubby love handles, wee pop belly, and he's like out strutting himself and like sex lighter hose, and it's not, it, it's still strange. Like, rock's the only business that you can kind of just keep going and thinking you're cool when in reality you're massively tragic looking. Like the Rolling Stones, those guys. You can't, you're like, 80 bro, stop it. Please, stop doing, stop it. Like, I saw the Guns N' Roses go back together again, which was great to, to see their, them play and, and listen to their music again, because they're a great band. I love them, but th- just change your style a bit. You know, give your hair a wee trim. Like, Axl Rose looks identical to Fat Keith Lemon. He looks like Keith Lemon with a load of terrible surgery. He looks like Keith Lemon who's drowned in a puddle, he's just, oh, just this hair is all like gingery and wiry and long and gross. You're like, man, just give yourself a wee trim, wear a hat, just be like an old dude. Like, because these guys will eventually end up in the standard old man gear. Like, they, they need to transcend 
what they're wearing now and just start wearing the general older man outfit which is a nice pair of trousers a pair of brown or grey shoes and a blue shirt that's the outfit of an old man and like can you see Keith Richards in that shit no but should you yes he needs a makeover he needs Gokwan to take him away and go you are like A as fuck dress no more Mm -mm -mm. that's what he needs because it's just tragic to see them dressed like that Marilyn Manson why he is a weird I'm often on a tangent but why Marilyn Manson is the weird celebrity of the week was because he got into the news for having a bit of an accident he was doing his concert and he was singing oddly a cover of Eurythmics Sweet Dreams which at first you think "Mm, that's not one of your songs Marilyn Why, why are you doing it but then you think he actually improved the song Tainted Love, so let's see what you can do. But anyway, he got a bit big for his boots, and there's this prop on set on the stage, which was like two big pistol guns, like crossed over like an X. So obviously, you shouldn't climb on props, but Marlon's like, he's high on, on euphoria of playing in front of a big stadium, you know. It's a feeling that I know well. He plays in front of stadiums of thousands of people. And I play pubs with possibly double figures. You know? So I can kind of relate. Um, I couldn't climb on, on props though, to be fair. Um, I can barely climb on most makeshift stages, to be honest. It's it, it's a risky game. I need to activate the core just to balance and make sure I don't wreck the place. But Marilyn thought, you know what? The hell with it rolling back the years and climbing on this prop inevitably it didn't end too good it fell on him and it it crushed him um and he died no he didn't that's just for for dramatic effect essentially he, did, he didn't die he's, he's okay now he's recovering he is, he is in hospital but he's on the mend and uh, what the funniest part of this story was that uh, like people are at the concert said that they saw him get crushed but then guys came over and put a sheet on him like for about 15 minutes and you're thinking should you not be like looking after the guy and I was like what, why did these guys do this what I like to imagine happening was that there was like hired paramedics for that particular show from like the local area not like Manson's like Luftwaffe of paramedics that the Nazi Gimp would bring but local guys who didn't really know the deal with what's going on here, just up there's a musician, whatever. These guys came on, took one look at his wee white face and gone, nice Teddy Bread, just just pull the, the sheet over him there. Um there's no saving him, he's already rigor mortis um is in. And then they've gone, nah, it's it's Marlon Manson. They're like, oh fuck maybe shit. And I had to go and, and sort him out. But they, he he got brought to the hospital. And apparently he's on the mend. Hopefully Marlon or Brian, as your real name is, if you're listening to this the podcast, get well soon, my man. You know, get yourself the treatment you need. Make sure you don't be getting up on any more props and damaging yourself anymore, mate. Just get a nice wee pair of, a pair of nice trackies on. Maybe a baggy t-shirt. Don't worry so much about the makeup for a day or two. A little pot of tea in me, Becky. You'll be home in a boat, mate. Ah, dear. But for sure, I'm definitely going to have a look out for that version of, of Sweet Dreams that he, that he was singing. Um, 
weird guy. Let me see what else we can talk about this week. Gigs. I suppose I could, I could be a bit normal too. On the podcast, I've done a couple of gigs this week, which were actually really good. Um, the first one I did was on Wednesday in Lavery's, which was, as usual, Lavery's the best comedy club in the country. Uh, head and shoulders, in my opinion, at the minute. Um, it was quite good because I was I'm doing a set next Tuesday, at and um, Sunflower Bar in Belfast for uh, the BBC Radio Ulsters live the Sunflower show, and given that it's a, a radio show, there's kind of and bit of an em- emphasis on, you know, more PG based stand up material. Which if any of you guys have seen me do stand up before, I'm not good at that, so I needed to, as in PG stand-up I'm, I'm good stand-up but not pg and i needed to practice um my set so i thought it's grand i go on to laveries no pressure try a few new bits hopefully they work and they're they're nice and clean and see how it goes so by the time i got to laveries i was there late in the end and i got there and thinking right i'll just go on second half do a wee bit no pressure get there and then they're like Glad you're here, Dave. You're closing the show. Oh. No, you'd want to close the show at Lavery's. Like that's one of the best things as a comedian you want to be doing is like headlining or closing shows and things like that. So, for that, to me to have the opportunity to close out Lavery's was was great. The only downside was it was the one night that I didn't want to do it because I thought, uh oh, I'm gonna be trying new stuff here. So anyway, I went in and I did, uh, some of the new stuff which ended up being dirtier than my dirty stuff but it was fun did some of the old stuff again uh most of the stuff that I'm, I'm not doing in the show that i'm going to be doing in the black box which i'll talk about in a bit but it was great and i thought it's nice like that to make you just love doing stand-up and the audience were great and it was just really fun and then on thursday i was at a new comedy club and uh, the first night of the Thirsty Thursdays uh, Comedy Club in the Crescent Arts Centre, which is uh, a brand new gig, which is a Bring Your Own, which is something different. There's not uh, any regular Bring Your Own comedy nights in Belfast. Um, and with Queen's Comedy Club closing, it would be good if, if people... Is, there's definitely there's a crowd that watch comedy in Belfast, but there's just not enough... Uh, regular nights to, to cater for it um, other than Lavery's and the Empire there's not really any clubs that you can go there on week after week that you can guarantee that they're they're set um, it was obviously quite sad the Queen's comedy club wrapped up um, but at the same time it shouldn't never have got to the situation where it had to wrap up you know but again it's not for me to to criticise those around it but you know you'd think running a comedy club in a student's union would be pretty straightforward if you take offence at that I'm not sorry so I don't care but anyway it, it's a Thursday Thursdays in the Crescent Arts Centre it was great we had the opening night there was 10 acts on uh, I'll try and remember them there were uh, Paddy McGaggy Packy 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 uh, as in Pocky not racial Um. Paddy McGaggy, Paddy uh, McDonnell, Luke McGibbon, Rui Woods, myself, Terry Keys, Terry McHugh, Simon McCulloch, Luke McGibbon, and Adam Lachlan. Yes, I remember 10, and that was it. And Adam Lachlan was brilliant as well, so don't think that this, the wee stall was a, 
a slight on him. He was absolutely fantastic that night. So, uh, moving forward, I imagine there'll be less than 10 comedians on the night. It's only a tenner, but it's a great venue. One of the best I've ever done stand-up in. So, keep an eye out for that. Thursday, Thursdays at the Crescent Arts Centre run by Darren Matthews. So, big shout out to Darren for pulling that gig together. Um, and maybe next time turn up the gig too, we shit. But, uh, no, seriously, it was it was a great night. And hopefully it can, it can kick on. Um... Now on to my show, I'm doing my hour long show in the Black Box on the 26th of November. Tickets are on Black Box website, they're on all my social media, on Twitter and Instagram at The Dave Elliot, on Facebook at Dave Elliot Comedy, so check that out. The The tickets are selling like hotcakes, you know, they are they are flying out the window and by selling like hotcakes, I mean if you have a pop-up stand and you're selling like a few half a dozen cakes that's how there's and by flying out the window if you th- if you've thrown a couple of of tickets out the window that's how my tickets are selling so um the last one i did was sold out in the black box um and i want to sell this one out as well because i've got a family to, to pay for i need to feed them you know i have a baby on the way i have a, a girlfriend that needs that needs that cash because she beats me if i don't give her cash so you know if you want to see me beaten by my girlfriend you know if you're willing to pay for it you know we'll set up a a wee online like webcam business and you can pay to watch that happen but if not the way to get me hurt is to to, to not buy tickets to my show that being said it was a great show if I do say so myself I really enjoyed it the people enjoyed it and one old lady left in disgust. So if that tickles your pickle, mm, get your tickets on the Black Bog website. And yeah, that was that was great. Um, let me see where we're at now. Weird celebrity of the week. Weird, weird, weird. Um, let me finish. We'll move on to to the readers' questions now and see what they've said. Let me see on Twitter. Oh shit. Comedian Ralphie May has died. It's quite sad. Sad whenever you see somebody. You, you know, I know off. I've seen him on telly, but you know, it's just sad to see he's young. 45, that being said, he's about 45 stone too. So, you know, get to the, you know, look after yourselves, guys. So I'm saying it's a dangerous lifestyle being a comedian. Hmm? I'm certainly one to talk as one of the girthier acts, but um, I'm trying to trying to cut down at the minute, and it's it's going all right. Do you know the the it's going well, on the whole. Apart from I, I just not in the mood to train at the minute, but we're we're getting there. Readers' questions. Let me see. Readers' questions. Listeners' questions. More like stupid. Um, here we go. It's just dead air. Don't worry about it, guys. We're getting there. Um. From Stu, which is at Bapper NI, uh, regular listener and friend of the show, of the other podcast I do, the Boy Town podcast. So shout out to Stu. He's asked, "Where's the weirdest place you've ever had a pee, Dave?" The weirdest place I've ever had a pee. I'll tell you two stories here. The weirdest place I've ever had a pee was on an electric fence in Namibia. So, there you go. That's definitely the weirdest place I've had a wee. Um. 
and and for those of you that are wondering does it hurt when you pay an electric fence for sure it, it's really sore and not only does it hurt your wee willy and all it goes like right up inside you to your organs and nearly to your brain it's horrible don't do it um that's the weirdest place i pee the weirdest pee experience i've ever i've had was i did a gig one night in the kremlin nightclub in belfast and the, the shoe factory part of it and i after the gig i needed to, to go to the toilet so i nipped off to this uh wee smaller sort of private toilet area and i went in and i was peeing and for those of you that don't know the kremlin in belfast it is an iconic gay nightclub it's been running for years it's brilliant but i was in the toilet here peeing and i just sort of heard the door go and uh i was in the in, in the urinal peeing and uh, at the urinal peeing sorry not in it because that's weird itself but i was at the urinal peeing and this i heard this dude come in and i sort of turned around and said all right mate and he goes mm. i went okay and he goes no word of a lie, he said to me. It's not every day you get a cute bear in here. And for those of you who don't know, a bear is in the gay community basically a bigger, hairier, hot, sexy, probably muscular in shape guy. So that's basically what, what, what he was saying to me. So he says, yeah, do you know, it's not every day you get a cute bear in here. And I said, oh, thanks. It was nice. Then he proceeded to walk up beside me. He looked at my face. He looked at my, my penis whilst I was peeing on my face again. And then he said this. The sassiest, most nastiest thing anyone's ever said to me. He goes, hmm, I suppose not everyone's perfect. Meaning, I had a small willy. Now, to be fair to him, I do. But it was also especially cold that day. So for for that guy... um. To go out and tell the entire community that, that I have a small willy, which now stick to this day. I've actually seen graffiti in and around the queer quarter, which basically has said it's it's fact, so I can't actually take in the court about it, but it's hurtful for my feelings. Um, so if you're listening to this guy, this podcast man, I think you need to, to give me an apology. So thank you. Um, next question. Thanks for that, Stu. Uh, hopefully you become a friend of the show too. You're always a friend of mine and. And um, let me see. I'm so shitsy trying to like keep Twitter f- questions up and the feeds and stuff. I'm just, just you lose it and then it's gone. Second question. Oh, story actually from James McKegney. Said there's a weird one. This is the sort of stuff we want. Let's see. Okay, it's a uh, an article on the Mirror website. It says. Scientists have found a way of creating electricity from this body fluid and it could soon be used to power our phones. Mm, I know which body fluid I'm thinking this is. Oh, it's tears. Um, not the one I was hoping it was. Let me see what it says. Upset about those astronomical autumn energy bills? Well, cry all you like because scientists have discovered a way to generate electricity from your tears. What sort of experiments have those guys been doing? And like, how do they, how do they they quantify or how do they get enough tears? Like, I always thought that was a joke. You know, whenever people say, "Oh, this was powered like by the tears of children," some somewhere there must be a group of people just 
making people cry to charge phones. You see, there's some. Let me see what is it. There's a there's crystals called light lysozyme lysozyme, which is a chemical produced every time we cry. So they develop a charge when squashed. So they must like get these tears together and like put them into some machine and, and make charge from them, which is weird. Oh, obviously, I thought the initial body fluid might have been something a little bit naughtier, which could have proved an excuse for the more uh, intellectual sex perverts out there. They could have been pulling the wire themselves and the police officer goes up here, mate, can you stop doing that? That is an obscene act. And he's like, man, I'm 20%. And the police officer's like, my bad, sir. Whack away. Um, but that, that is definitely a weird story. Cheers for that, uh, James. I also want to say to people too, definitely come at me with more weird stories like that. I appreciate that link. That's the sort of stuff I want. Weird stories, just weird uh, things to look at and, and discuss. Let me see, next question. When are you going to do a show in London, man? This is from Ryan McPollin. Um, I was actually planning to do one sort of in and around November time this year, November, December, but with the baby coming and everything, I can't really guarantee I'll, I'll be able to make it. So um, I'll probably push that back and do my 30 years a day of show sometime in the, the early part of next year, possibly March, I would say, by the time I'm, I've got the, the, the wee one settled and, and everything. So um, it's sort of be that time. But if you're back here at all if you're from northern ireland at all ryan come on over on the 26th of november get yourself some of that hot cake get yourself some of those flying tickets that are out the window and come and see me show in the black box and um, let me see last question from mark keenan oh it's actually on the baby matter this is, this is a tough one would you prefer a wee boy or a wee girl hmm honestly i think I would prefer a girl. Um, the obvious answer would be it doesn't matter as long as it's healthy. But I've just got it in my head that I I'd like a little girl mainly so as whenever they bring dates home when they're older, I get the to, to be scary. You know, I'm I'm always like I'm always like a big friendly giant. Look that sort of way. I'm I'm dead on people, but I want to be scary. I want to be like a nasty boy. I don't want to frighten people. So if a little girl I can, I can bring. Or dates home to my house and I can I can sort them out, if you know what I mean. Um, sounded overly creepy there, but yeah, I I'd like a girl. And um, if I have a boy, like I love him too. Like I'm not gonna put him up for adoption or nothing, but um, I think a girl would be would be cuter definitely at the at the earlier stages. Um, but then again, there's the the counter argument that, that a woman I work with told me, which was strange hearing from somebody who has like two grown up kids to use this uh, little example. She goes, if you have a boy, you only got to worry about one more, one penis. Whereas if you're a girl, if you have a girl, you have to worry about all the penises. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, look, if you have a boy, you only need to worry about him putting his dinkle into people or whatever. And if they make people pregnant, it's his responsibility. He is the man up and take that responsibility on. Whereas if you have a girl, there could be all all the penises coming at her, do you know? And and I would have to defend her from that. So I, I would just have to like beat the penises off her. I'd just be flying in, beating all these dicks off. All 
worldwide dicks. I'd be beaten off to protect my daughter. So, you know, maybe I don't want a daughter. But, yeah, if I can prevent uh, dicks being on her and in her and around her, I'd like a daughter, basically. Uh, and let me see, last, last, this isn't even a question. This is the last actual question. Let me see what this is. Um, Drew Drew has sent me uh, a link to something here, and it says probably too late for the podcast and he sent me a link no it isn't too late for the podcast true and, and what's this link I, I i'd imagine it's pretty much what it says in the tin there is a title called concert girl freaks out watching outdoor festival ass eating party hmm, i don't know what an outdoor eating an outdoor festival ass eating party is but let's find out let's hope you don't get arrested when i hit it let's see Okay, what it appears to be is some girl fully sit, fully sitting on a dude's face, like, like it's a toilet, and he's his mouth's around her bottom, and she's kissing another guy now. Okay, that's pretty vulgar. Oh, she just popped up off the guy's face and lifted her skirt up like she's doing a poo, but sat on another guy's face. That's that is vulgar. Um. That's definitely what an ass eating party is. Let me see how this ends. She's just fully sitting on somebody's face or a bare bum, it looks. You know what? That's funny, but um, that's at a festival. Can you imagine how, how gross that, that bottom would be? Like... If you think of those festivals, like she looks like the sort of girl who hasn't had a wash in a few days. Looks like she's been partying, taking drugs, probably not eating too healthy food on that. And she's just putting her milky beehole right on that guy's face. And she's fully sitting on a full body weight on his face. Um, if you are on, on Twitter or whatever, type in concert girl freaks out watching outdoor festival asking party you know what i've retweeted it so go on to my twitter and find this if you just want to see what i'm talking about it is it is it's something all right if you're easily offended don't don't look at it if you're not do um and i don't know how to come back from that that's as weird a way to end the podcast as i can do so um guys i'm saying just if you like the podcast please subscribe to it on iTunes, give it a five star review. Write a weird comment. The weirder comments, the better. I'll discuss those as well. If you give me a weird review on iTunes, drop a weird comment. We'll talk about it, and it'll be, it'll be good. Again, follow me on social media on Instagram and on Twitter at the Dave Elliot two L's and two T's. Fucks me off and spell that wrong. And get me on Facebook at Dave Elliot Comedy. And guys, stay weird. The wonderful Wizard of Weird says so. God bless you and goodbye.